You're listening to. Welcome to Asians in Baseball with your hosts, Kim Cooper, Naomi Ko, and Scott Okamoto. This podcast celebrates Asian and Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander American baseball players in the MLB. Howdy, howdy. Welcome back to another episode of Asians in Baseball. Coming to you from um, the All-Star Game Week. Um, I'm Kim, one of your hosts, joined here today by the other two hosts, of course, Scott and Naomi. How is everybody doing? Big week. Big week. Big week. No response from Naomi. <laughs> she's she's too focused on the big she's week. Well, let's get into it because we have a lot to go over this week. First of all, I want to bring up something that's very important um, and that I've been neglecting to bring up over the past several weeks. But this is the kind of hard hitting Asians in baseball news, um, which is uh, if you've seen it, there is a Taco Bell commercial featuring an Asian in we believe it's softball Um and um, there's this Taco Bell commercial um, where the Diablos are playing the Crunchers. They're tied at eight in the seventh inning. Um, and that's part of how we're guessing that it's softball is because it's the seventh inning. And uh, an Asian player comes up to bat, hits what seems like a home run, flips the bat. Oh, they put their rally caps on because they're like, you know, whatever. There's a flips love story Sort of yeah, there's a there's a the love bench. story element. Yeah. And the but then the the relevant news is that an Asian player is the hero, yeah. hits a home run, flips his bat, and then the main character leaves and goes to Taco Bell. But anyway, we wanted to shout out this Asian in softball because, you know, it's exciting stuff. It is. And he seems to have prevented a brother and sister from getting together because <laughs> um, if not for the bell going off and the woman leaving to go get a burrito of some sort. Uh, yeah, a brother. And, they look like brother and sister. So they they do look very was, similar. Yeah, they they really do. And uh, congrats to that Asian actor who's making a shit ton of money because that commercial Hell yeah. is playing so many times. Yeah, it's just all the time. It's playing okay, I, all This the must time. be ge- geared toward you, Kim, because you <laughs> noticed so many. I've seen that a million times. and I didn't realize the name of the teams. I didn't realize it was the seventh inning. Um, well, I, 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 I was like scrubbing through the, the YouTube video of the commercial today oh, because yeah. I wanted to be as specific as possible, you know, when we're talking okay. about um, when we're talking about this commercial. So. I was trying to pay attention, but I will say it was actually my partner who noticed, uh, like I'd seen that commercial several times and it was my partner, John, who noticed that it was an Asian person who, yeah. um, I saw who that. the walk off. It so. looked like it, I turned to Naomi when we were watching one of the Dodger games and said, that's, is that, was that an Asian guy? Also, that's very bad sportsmanship to chuck your bat against the fence. I, I, you know, a, 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 an umpire could legitimately call him out. For that, so maybe he maybe he is trying to emulate the batters from the KBO, you know, the bat flick. That's a very important, you know, stylistic move. He could be he could be a KBO player who's now playing in an American Taco Bell softball league. You know, there's a difference between bat flip and like caber toss or whatever that event is in in the in the strongman Olympics or whatever. That he chucked the bat. You know, like 
That if 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 not for offense, that could go into like the dugout kind of. Well, you know, he weapon of it, mass it takes destruction. it takes some finesse to do the bat flick. It just All right. well, not he's, not he's your model minority. Out. That yes. that man. that's right. Not 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 your model minority. Uh, so anyway, we wanted to shout out that actor who's who's making the making the good yeah. making the good bucks. You know, Although he making doesn't have bucks. a speaking line, so he gets paid a little less. Apparently, is what I've heard. Um, yes. for for a commercial, if you're considered a principal, you will get paid the same regard regardless of whether or not you speak. So it oh, will, hey. it would make okay. a difference if he's considered a principal or if only the uh you know only the people who brother are, sister uh, oh, yes. <laughs> if only That's the true. siblings talks, who are so. uh, having a moment in the dugout are considered principals. That's a little bit of um yeah fun commercial actor. Awesome. <laughs> so they're all getting paid. But everybody's getting paid, and that's what matters. Representation. Yes. And speaking yes. of representation, shall we move into the weekly recap yet again? Yes. Yes. Big, big week for Asians in baseball. Uh, I'm actually going to start things off a little differently and not talk about Shohei Otani first because, you know, let's give... What? I know. Let's give the listeners something new and something different. And we are... We are going to talk about Shohei Otani extensively yeah. for the yes. last three hours yeah. of the podcast. So yeah. yes. we'll start with edging. something different. <laughs> Hashtag edging. <laughs> Dad, do not look up that term. Thank you. Oh, Scott, you look at what you're doing to Kim. Let's let, and, let Naomi build this up. Oh, okay. shut the fuck so, up. Um, sorry, yeah. Mr. Cooper, but shut, shut the fuck up, please. Okay. Naomi, go ahead. Who are you going to talk about first today? Okay, let's talk about um, Friday, July fifteenth. Uh, I just kind of want to po- point out uh, Kim's Kim's brother, Rob Ruff Snyder. Um, My he brother. Came, he came, and it was it was a very, I guess, if you're a Red Sox fan, a very disappointing weekend for the Red Sox, who played <laughs> at Yankee Stadium, played against the Yankees. But I just wanted to point out because I I was watching this game in between uh, the Dodgers and the Angels because that. Um, I needed to like refresh my eyes from how bad the Angels were playing. But <laughs> at the top of the seventh, you know, Chapman, he's pitching and Rob Refsnyder is battling him. He is making him work really hard. He's making him work. Uh, Refsnyder is making Chapman work so hard that even the announcers were commenting on the uniqueness of Rob Refsnyder and the way that he bats and the way that he plays. And I, and even though, Chapman did end up striking out Rob Refsnyder at the end of that battle. I just wanted to point out that the announcers are starting to take very close attention to, they're starting to pay attention to Rob Refsnyder. And I think that's fantastic. And I think that's really great. Even though, you know, they lost and got their fucking asses handed to them three three days in a row. Sorry, boys. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that that like I think that this this is something that like Max Muncy on the Dodgers does really well, not an Asian in baseball. Um, but uh, like I think it's an underrated skill to be able to run up the pitch count and to be able to have a really strong at bat. Like even though he did strike out at the end of that at bat, like to to be able to stand there and have good takes and put doubt into the mind of the pitcher and also just to like make like. It, Every single pitch, I'm sure, makes him more and more tired. It gets him closer and closer to his, uh, like to his max pitch count. Gets him closer and closer to, um, to getting pulled and getting somebody fresh in there. Um, and so 
it's just something it's another one of those like defensive things that's like people don't realize that it's that that's a very strong skill to have because people just want to watch home runs understandably but uh i'm proud of i'm proud of my bro i'm proud yeah. of him i think that uh, he's an under underrated, understated player. Yeah, and and the reason why like I brought up Chapman is because for folks who don't know, Chapman is known to be an extremely powerful pitcher, or at least he was. I mean, he was he was the closer for the uh, for the Cubs back in 2016 when the Cubs won the World Series, and and Chapman, even though he can't pitch you know 100 101 as frequently as he did back in 2016 and and before um chapman was you could see the speed of his pitches just decrease every time um rob refsnyder was was hacking away and and i think that's really important that rob you know it was a pitcher like chapman who is such a powerful pitcher who is known to be one of the most intimidating pitchers in the MLB in general. So, uh, you know, kudos to you, Rob Refsnyder. You know, we really appreciate you uh, be our friend. Um, and, other, <laughs> and other Red Sox news, last week, you know how we profiled Colton Wong, but Connor Wong, who is a part of the Red Sox organization, was recalled from AAA, and now he is in the starting lineup in the 40-man roster for the Red Sox. So that's ah, fabulous. A, a great, great news for the Wong brothers. We did that. We did that. No, I'm just kidding. It's the Asians <laughs> in baseball bump. Yes. Got the, yeah, I got the Asians in baseball. <laughs> we mentioned that Colton had a brother, and he was in the Red Sox organization organization and then bam someone gets yeah, recalled right. so we manifested that we manifest that somebody from the red sox front office was watching uh watching something unrelated and that taco bell commercial came on they were like oh my god we gotta get another asian in here yes that's it it's all related so representation now, matters ref <laughs> snyder has a buddy that's right we love that yes um and then uh kim you want to talk about the rays Oh my gosh, the Rays, our guy Yu Chang. This was so exciting. Um, so we talked um last week about how Yu Chang had been, or two weeks ago, about how Yu Chang had been DFA'd and then how he had been picked up um by the Rays. And uh Yu Chang is turning it around for himself. He was very instrumental in their win against the Orioles, which also snapped the Orioles 10-game winning streak, which is like the sixth longest in the Orioles history. So Really a bit a big game to have good at bats. Um, he hit an RBI double to get the Rays on the board. Um, so the score was two one Orioles, and then he doubled again in the sixth to score a second RBI, and the Rays ended up winning the game. So it was very exciting um, to get to see you succeeding because sometimes I think you just need to be in the in the right place with the right vibe that fits your particular playing style and you know maybe it's being out there with g-man and he 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 feels stronger because of that yeah they're like this is the partnership between korea taiwan taiwan korea uh that's yeah, maybe right they're healing the wounds between nations and uh doing yeah. the work naomi was hoping to do with yeah with i don't nations, i uh i don't you know uh South Korea and Taiwan has always been quite good to one another. So, um, yeah, so but no, but knowing necessary. how East Asians act around one another, I'm sure there are still wounds to be healed. And so I'm very, I'm very happy. There's for always them. a one there's, there's always a one up to be had. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because um, and also this is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Because on the next day, um, 
the Orioles and the Rays go into the 10th inning and guess who <laughs> scores the game tying single in the bottom of the 10th? Chejiman. So they're both. Tejiman! Whiting! Whiting! Good job. So, you know, he was just like, oh. How did G Man I... Choi do? Uh, G Man well, wasn't there. There was okay. only Chejiman. Okay. Yeah. Well, as long as one of them. Yeah. Chejiman did good. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Rays did lose that game. But who who brought who brought the game back into the 11th inning? That was Chejiman. He, he kept the rally going. So. Chejiman. Uh, yes. But I interrupted you. I'm sorry, Kim. I was going to say something unrelated, really. It was just like something funny that I noticed while I was watching replays of Yu Chang. Um, so when I was watching it, like, they, you know, they do usually like they, they show the play and then they do a close up of the of the batter standing on the bag on the on the bag. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for bag. pronouncing it correctly. On the bag. <laughs> I on the bag. Fully did not, I fully did not mean to do that. It's an extremely Minnesota accent. I'm not even from Minnesota. Contagious. Uh, <laughs> Although I do say milk. Um, that's the Iowa thing. Anyway, um, Yu Chang was standing on the bag and he uh, he did the crank that soldier boy like while he was standing on the bag in like celebration, you know, because everybody has their different like celebration things like, you know, the Dodgers will do like this, like shaking their hands or they'll hit their head or whatever. And Yu Chang did the crank that soldier boy. And then I found that his Twitter name is you the soldier boy. So he really loves soldier boy. And I just found that very endearing. All right. Well, hmm. <laughs> I think I think we're going to have to put in the show notes a video of Yu Chang doing the crank, the soldier boy. OK, crank. we'll put that in that. We'll be sure to put that in the show notes of Yu Chang doing the crank. That soldier boy and yeah, soldier boy. We know that, that you're that a fan of the podcast. So just so you know, you have a fan in Yu Chang. Yes. Just uh, athletes helping artists, artists helping athletes and uh, asterisk on artist for soldier boy any anyway um let's uh-huh. let's talk about let's let's just talk about shohei otani <laughs> i'm trying i maxed out i waited as long as All i right. could let's talk about shohei and that was, and a, a, that was impressive yes thank you um another tremendous start on the mound again uh this past wednesday um unfortunately shohei's 0.00 era run did end that game but for the past i don't know four or five starts his era is now 0.54 or, or some ridiculous uh last last six starts he's six and oh within 0.45 oh, so really you. still still good yes thank Historic. you oh very very much so um you know, right away in the bottom of the second, Otani, <laughs> he triples and provides himself some run support as usual. You know, Shohei doing 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 the work always that he's doing. I do have to say that the the run that did ruin his ERA was from uh, Yuri uh, Yuli Guriel, which makes the wound much more. Boo! Oh, that hurts. Yeah. It, it really does. It really does hurt. And again, double digit strikeouts. Just uh, man, I just, I just really hope he stays healthy because he is pitching so tremendously right now. It's so extraordinary. I, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I, we keep in the past like what four or five weeks we have just been saying how amazing Shohei has been on the mound, and I, I don't know what else we can say. It's, it's really. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it, we're going to have a lot more to say yeah. about it at the at, like, later in this episode. Yes, that's true. That's true. But it's very so you know what's weird? How, you know how you, they say your phones listen to you? We were talking about Taco Bell. One minute ago, I get this ad. Oh, it's backwards on the screen. I got a Taco Bell app ad pop up on my phone. Well, phone, if you're listening, send airdrop Shohei Otani's phone number to Naomi. I mean, Weird. okay, sorry. You were talking about someone. Oh, yeah. Shohei Otani. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So, Scott, because you are, you are the elder of this group, how you've watched a lot of baseball in your life. Just, you know, looking at the six past starts that he's had, what what do you think about his pitching? How how does he, you know, compare to the other legends and, and to the other pitchers of baseball history? Yeah, this is a run that you only see maybe once in a generation, you know, like Nolan Ryan, Sandy Koufax, you know, these power pitchers who have these blazing fastballs and this this sort of wipeout slider that he has. It's actually not a wipeout slider, but it's it's a it's an effective slider. And um yeah, it, it, these pitchers can get on this run because <laughs> It's not just that he has a hundred mile an hour fastball, because if that's if he just had that, they would hit him because these are major leaguers and they can hit a hundred mile an hour fastball. It's that he's mixing up his pitches so beautifully and and hitting his spots ex- pretty much exactly where he wants to put the baseball. Um, pit, the hitters can't sit on a pitch, and um, and even if you do, you know, he'll throw a, a fastball down the middle, but if they're looking for the slider or the, or the, the split you know, there's no chance they're going to catch up to it. So yeah, this run is, is ridiculous because you, you go back through history, you know, pick your power pitcher, they'll have streaks, but then they'll have streaks, you know, where they're not pitching that well, or they're getting hit because it's baseball. At the end of the day, they have a ball in their hand and they're throwing it to the catcher and the the guy at home has a bat in his hand and anything can happen on any pitch. So the fact that he's been able to go this long, what was it? 32 innings? Without giving up a run? Yep, 32. 32? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. And also, I was telling Naomi, it puts into perspective how awesome Oral Hershiser was when he went 58 and a, and a third or 58 and two thirds um, back in 1988 without a power fastball, just um, location and change of speed. But yeah, the art of pitching is, is pretty amazing. And the, I'm sure there are YouTube channels and, and writers who are going to break down this streak and, and talk about why it was so effective because you just watch any other game and pitchers are having trouble with their control or they're getting hammered, you know, and they're throwing 95, they're throwing 98 and they have sliders and splitters too. So what's the difference between that guy who got lit up for six runs with the same arsenal as Otani and Otani going out and throwing a, you know, a shutout or in this, or giving up just one run it's a very minute difference between those two pitchers, but he's figured out uh, how to, and I think it's his preparation as much as his execution. Cause we were, we were joking last week that he was watching film on his birthday instead of partying with Naomi. Um, <laughs> he, he missed ha, out ha, on ha, a potentially ha, awkwardly ha. good time. And he, he, ha, um, ha, ha. You know, knowing the batter's tendencies, knowing where their holes are in their swing, knowing where you need to put the ball and, and what the, the 
the selection of pitches is 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 equally important to the being able to execute them. Um, but they all do that. You know, most pitchers are very good. So it's the combination of being prepared and knowing what you want to do with when a hitter comes up and in different situations, but also just executing it um, flawlessly in Otani's case. So, and you know, it's baseball. Enjoy the run. You know, he's 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 gonna have one of those outings where he can't throw a strike or he can't get anyone out, and it's just it's a mystery as to you know the difference between the shutouts that he's been throwing and you know like that horrible day in New York last year where he couldn't get out of the first inning. Um, yeah. yeah. So fun stuff. Okay, old guy out. No, it was. It's always good to have the old guy perspective because. You know, I think so many people who are who are new to the game of baseball and are just watching it because they're hearing about this guy, Shohei Otani, and and they want to see what they're doing. But I don't want people to feel like there's this this is normal, that there's this no way that that this is yeah, what baseball players do. And and really special. Yeah. Yeah. Because and uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Kim. I was just going to say, Scott and I were talking about this before the recording started, that that sometimes it's it's baseball is it feels like a trick if you're watching a lot of it, um, because the the odds that these guys are doing anything successfully are low. Like like, you know, for example, um, like in like a batter hitting 300 is considered exceptional. It's considered very good. And that's only 30% of pitches that you've hit, you know? And so I think for like somebody like Otani, like it's, it's, it's easy to, if you're not familiar with baseball to take for granted what he's doing, because the odds that you're successful in any way, hitting or pitching is low uh, at the major league level. And the odds that you're going to be consistent um, are low at the major league level. And the odds that you're going to be exceptional at both. Um, I saw an article, maybe it was this like New York Times article that we're going to talk about later where they refer to him as a supernova, like truly a supernova. Yeah. That odd is like, I, I, I don't know how low it is. It's so fucking low. And then the odds that that guy is Asian is very low. Yeah. So it's really like, I mean it's astounding that last game he pitched was it was the Astros the last his yes. last outing yeah so they did a re recap of all his strikeouts whatever 10 10 strikeouts I think so yes. and some of those the, they're one of the best hitting teams in baseball and some of those hitters are the best hitters in baseball and they were swinging at pitches that were like a foot outside of the strikes like their bats weren't within like two or three feet of the baseball and they're just they're off balance they look ridiculous he makes amazingly good hitters look silly um and, and just i was just uh, that's what uh, really amazed me you know any uh, a pitcher can have a good day or a pitcher can have a streak and uh be effective and get get people out but to fool people that badly um a couple games ago that one guy threw his bat almost into the stands you know <laughs> so fooled on one of the sliders. He just he swung and the bat went flying. And you yeah, saw Otani like cringing on the mound, like, oh no. But luckily they have those new nets that are higher than they used to be. Uh, like five years ago that bat is in the stands. <laughs> and um and somebody you know, has a black guy in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. Well he struck out Altuve so, yeah. every time Altuve was up at bat. And if you for the yeah, folks he who owns don't Altuve. 
And for folks who don't know, doesn't, um, yeah, yeah, I, I can't talk any, anymore, but for folks who do not know who Altuve is, Altuve is their leadoff cheater. batter. And yes, he is a cheater. And he was um, red hot coming into that game. They were talking yes. about how red he, he found yeah. his swing again. And he was, he was had of a slow start and he was the best hitter of like the last couple of weeks. And then Shohei strikes him out like two or three times. And then like, Altuve is yeah, like, I, I must sit back down. But what was yeah. really funny is, you know, we mentioned how Guriel did end um, Shohei's 0.00 ERA streak. And we will, that's another wound that Guriel has inflicted upon us. The yeah, Asian. that was a hate crime. Yeah, it was a hate crime. <laughs> Anything that Guriel Indeed. does against Asian people is a hate crime. I and we'll, yeah. He made it very obvious that he hates Asian people. Yes, so. yes, yeah. and we will get into that when we do our U Darvish profile because we're we have to save that. But what I did really enjoy the first at bat that Guriel did, um, and the announcers were commenting about how like, oh, what is Otani going to do because Guriel. Um, is he going to throw Guriel a fast a fastball because Guriel has been really struggling with the fastball lately? And then uh, first Shohei throws him a curveball, like a 78 mile per hour curveball, which I thought was really funny. And Guriel, <laughs> Guriel was just like, what? What was that? And, you know, the, and what Scott was talking about, That's how fair, like the creativity that Shohei <laughs> does is is really fantastic and then the i think the last pitch he threw he threw at guriel before he struck uh he struck out guriel was he threw a 100 mile per hour fastball and and it was funny because it's just like he knew that guriel wouldn't be able to hit it and he fooled him so much with the curveball and the splitter and the slider and then that fact he just ended it with the fastball and you guys that's like a that's like a that's like whipped cream on ice cream or like the cherry on top, right? <laughs> of just fantastic pitching, especially fantastic pitching to a guy who hates Asian people. So, you know, yeah. it's it's I just... Think it's, I think it's a whole nother scoop of ice cream into your thing. That's, that's just not a topic. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But, um, but... Another, uh, another... Fantastic week of Shohei Otani pitching. That's right. And another great uh, a great outing for you, Darvish, this week, too. He had his 180th career win um, versus the D-backs on uh, the 16th. So, you know, that's also good. We're that's proud amazing. of you. Um, uh, 180 career wins, is that's huge. So that's If he gets exciting. up into the to 200, that puts him in conversation for the, for the Hall of Fame these days. Um, Ooh, which would be fucking incredible. The pitchers don't win as many games in this game in this day and age as they did in the sixties and seventies. So, getting the two hundred is kind of like what I don't want. Uh, I'm going to get flack for saying this, but it's almost like the, the magical three hundred mark from the past generations for pitchers. Because I don't think we're going to see another three hundred game winner once this generation's gone. Just the way the game is, the way yeah, is so specialized. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So 200 is kind of like there aren't them. There's there are very few pitchers who who get to 200 wins. And he, I mean, he's he's well on his way. Um, I was also seeing that he, I'm not gonna remember the stats exactly, but uh, he's like one of three pitchers that has uh, been able to pitch um over a hundred pitches in uh in like his last, I don't know, however many outings, um, which I know that was a really vague, 
big. That was a very big report. But uh, he like you, Darvish is also doing very, very well. And uh, I, I sometimes I feel for these guys that are like, you know, and we've talked about this before that he's like very consistent at throwing a shutout. Um, and um, it's hard because he's a little bit in Otani's shadow, uh, I think, because Otani is again he's a supernova uh but you darvish is a damn star so uh That's you know right. we're, we're proud of we're proud of him you know i follow kim Ha-sung on instagram and kim Ha-sung actually posted this uh post on his instagram featuring the the starting lineup that day against the diamondbacks and in this huge picture of uh you Darvish wearing the new City Connect uniforms, the really awesome one, the Miami Vice ones. And I was just and I was looking at that and I was like, oh, that's so great. Like, look at that solidarity from Kim Ha-sung posting this um, post of you like very prominently featuring you Darvish. And Kim Ha-sung actually doesn't really post that much on his Instagram. So for that, for him to highlight you Darvish, I was just like, oh, now that's part of healing the wounds between the two nations. That's right. That was beautiful. Solidarity. Very, very beautiful stuff. Um, Is there anything else about this week that we need to recap on with our current Asians in baseball? I had just a couple more things. Um, Sean Manaya talking about the Padres. Sean Manaya also got the win versus the D-backs this week. So that's good. Great for him. Um, our boy Mitch White and the Dodgers, unfortunately, uh, lost to the Cardinals. Um, but, you know, we're still we're still always rooting for Mitch White. Um, and then the last thing, kind of to end this on a kind of bummer note, uh, unfortunately, uh, is... Um, Oh, wait, I also wanted to say Stephen Kwan. Sorry to be all over the place. Stephen Kwan uh, went four for eight with a walk and a run in the doubleheader versus the White Sox um, this week. Um, And uh, according to CBS, uh, he went two for four in both contests, giving him six multi-hit efforts through 13 games in July. He is currently slashing 288, 339, 346. So he's hot. He's fucking hot. That's that's the again the Asians in baseball bump because when we first talked about him like like eight weeks ago he was hitting like two fifteen his or two twenty something. I'm looking right? at him now. And now to so to get up to the two eighties is uh, pretty epic. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last uh, the last thing is that unfortunately Kesson Hero was optioned to Triple uh, A Nashville, um, the Brewers minor league affiliate. Um, they needed to call up another reliever. And so uh, as we've talked extensively about DFA and like, you know, sending guys down and whatever, he had to get sent down to make space on the 40 man. Um, he was doing very, very well. According to Brew Crew Ball, which is where I pulled these stats from, he was slashing 324, 432, 595 over his last 12 games. Um, so 324 is like extremely, extremely good. But um, Hunter Renfro has returned. And so there's there's not um, really a, a space for him right now. So it's really unfortunate when you see somebody who's who's producing and doing a really good job um, get that kind of interruption to his uh, to his his progress. Um, but yeah. he'll be back. He'll definitely be back. You know, guys are moving all the time. So we're rooting right for on. you in Nashville in the meantime. Go Keston. We believe in you. Yeah. We believe in you. We, believe in we know you. you'll be back. Come to the twins. We know you'll be back. And now you got yeah. the bump. Yeah. So. And now he's got the bump. So <laughs> wouldn't that be so crazy if really people were listening and they were like, God, yeah. 
We got Pretty soon they're going to start asking, up. "Hey, can you can you talk about me? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in a slump. Can you?" That would be incredible. I would love that. All right, let's All now right. Let's move on to break. the. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll let's get take a break. Are the meat of today, um, which would kind of be like round two for Naomi. So. Ha 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 ha. Hey Brian, ha, ha. did you go to Saturday school as a kid? I sure did. Did you? Totally. Well, at our podcast, Saturday School, we don't teach a language, but we pass along the culture that we do know. And that's Asian American pop culture. Ada is a journalist, and I'm a professor and film festival programmer. We've watched a lot of great Asian American movies, and we want you to watch them too. Come listen to us as we look back at the pioneering films that have led us to today. All right, we are back. And today is Monday, July 18th, which means we have already started into All-Star Week. So we obviously have to talk about the All-Star Game, the draft, the celebrity softball game, and all that stuff. So what do we want to talk about first? The All-Star Game? Yeah, let's start with the All-Star Game. Let's start with the lineup. Um, well, for the Dodgers fans, uh, you guys, uh, Kim and Scott, Clayton Kershaw will be the starting pitcher for the NL, and Shohei Otani will not be the starting pitcher for the AL, which I was like, Dusty, don't be mad that, you know, Otani crushed you guys. No. Uh, yeah, I was I was reading <laughs> right like stuff that happened just earlier today. These are tweets from Rep Bollinger. Um, he said that Dusty Baker said he heard from Shohei Otani's camp that he didn't want to start. Um, and then uh, a couple hours later, he said that Shohei said that he doesn't plan to pitch at all in the All-Star game because he's starting the first game after the break, which I think uh-huh. is a very fucking smart move. OK, OK. I feel well, I feel better be. about it. I feel a lot yeah, yeah. It's, it would I don't be think a it's, smart move. If I don't it wasn't think it's dusty. Angels. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it, but it will be Shohei leading off for the AL tomorrow night um, versus Clayton Kershaw. So that's really what a head to head, you know. Yeah, and you know, the Dodgers did go to Anaheim and play the Angels, and <laughs> Kershaw did crush. He did crush the Angels. So it will be interesting because I'm sure yeah. Otani is like. I am rewatching all of the tape from Friday oh, yeah. night's game because I am not going to be bested by Clayton Kershaw again. But um, very, Tommy that's really gr- his revenge. I, I, ooh, sorry about that. Um, oh. I, I'm very excited that uh, that Shohei is being very reasonable about the All Star game because he did he did all the bells and whistles last year and now he's just kind of looking at this weekend as more i mean this weekend sorry this this break as more yeah this week as more just like i need a rest and i need to i need to make sure my body is great because you know i i am i'm gonna leave the angels organization which we will get to after this whole thing but even though this does faded Last year, after yeah. the All Star break for a little bit, yeah, it didn't help. Also, that he was completely gassed out at Colorado high elevation and all of that. He, yeah, it's good. It's good that the All Star game is in Los Angeles. The drive is short. He he doesn't have to fly anywhere. Doesn't need to get exposed to more COVID and monkeypox and whatever fucking shit <laughs> is in the air right now. This this man needs to stay as healthy as possible, but. Um, the Home Run Derby, we're recording this on Monday, and the Home Run Derby is tonight. And even though there are no Asians in uh, in the Home Run Derby, I do want to say that Albert Pujols, the legend, the GOAT, is, Albert. In, 
he is in the home run derby and I want him to win. One last ride. Yeah, I want him. I really want him to win. I, You guys, I just, I think it would be so awesome if he just, because, you know, last year when he was playing for the Dodgers, he was a little, he was a little more relaxed, I'll say. But this year, like, because he knows he's going to end his career with the Cardinals, his home team, he got in shape. He, it looks like he, you know, he was working out really hard and he was eating right. And I want him, I want him to show up all these young, young guns and be like, welcome back. I'm back. Yeah. Did you, did you guys miss me? Daddy's here. I'm going to kick yeah. all of your asses. And I just they don't want... They him... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I just don't want Pete Alonso to win because I don't want him to take... Um, I agree. Uh, I don't want him to beat Griffey's uh, record, Ken Griffey Jr.'s record. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kim. Respect. Respect. I was just going to say, they seated him in a very tough like bracket position because I believe that uh, Albert Pujols... Uh, his his first like because it's a bracket system his first like uh person he has to hit against is uh kyle schwarber who is on buck and fire right now um yeah. so uh hopefully he does well i think it'll really depend they, they get to select who they have to throw them uh the pitches so i think that that makes a right. big difference so is it yachty yeah, hopefully you, used to, you can bring i don't, I don't know <laughs> i didn't look but uh It'd be so funny if it was Yachty. Famous famous reliever, Yadier Molina. (laughs) (laughs) For the St. Louis Cardinals. Has has Schwarber been been in the Derby before? Because it it favors the veterans who've been, you know, it's hard. It's rare to have a guy just come in his first home run derby and just light it up. um, I don't know. That's a good question. So I would say, even though Schwarber's younger and um, can probably last, make more swings without tiring, um, Pujols having been there before m- kind of evens it up a little bit. Maybe not completely, but home run derbies is an interesting thing because you you ha- you've had guys in the past who hit like 50 homers, 45, 50 homers, who sucked in the home run derby. It's it's kind of about rhythm and getting in a groove and having the right kind of swing that can, you know, you don't have to put too much effort into the swing right. to, to get it out. Um, um, Kyle Schwarber yeah. has participated in the home run derby previously. In ah, the 2018 so. home run derby, he hit 55 home runs during three oh, stages, and he oh, finished so second to Bryce Harper in the final round. Oh, okay, so he has, yeah. he's gone in on the home yeah, run okay, derby so before. Albert's kind of screwed. Yeah, um, but we're rooting for you, T.O. Albert. We hope you. We really hope you win. That would be so. That would be really iconic to 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 win in his final. Maybe they'll final they'll year. let him use like rubber balls. To, um, <laughs> they should <laughs> give him some wiffle balls. You know. Well, wiffle balls may not travel as yeah. far. I guess. Well, Years ago, they did like a celebrity one, and they let the celebrities use aluminum or the metal bats. Um, oh my god! Bats. Um, <laughs> Is it, well, that's what they use during. This is a nice segue. That's what they use during the celebrity softball game, right? They use the metal yeah. bats. Softballs all all metal bats or yeah. composite bats. Yeah. Our um, girl yeah. Chloe Kim played in the celebrity all star game. Oh yeah, which, shout that holding out. it yeah. down. You know, just just a do two well? time Olympian, just crushing it. She got, I think, she got the MVP award. Oh, did uh, she? Uh, hold oh, on, let, nice. let me let me quickly double check this. Okay, you double check. Um, Simu Liu also participated in the home run derby, or not the home run derby? Oh my god! Uh, also participated All-Star. in the celebrity softball game. Softball. Um, so the we- good thing about the the 
those celebrity softball games, you got you've got the celebrities, you've got athletes from other sports, and you see how horrible they look when they hold a bat in their hand and they swing. You know, it's it is an art to just have a, a swing that generates the kind of speed and power you need, but also to be able to hit, you know, a ninety nine mile an hour fastball. Um, it's, yeah, you know, Mike, Michael Jordan is arguably one of the best, greatest athletes of all time, but could Former not Chicago White the Sox. baseball. Yeah, didn't didn't crack double A. Um, in for the White Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I think it is very very humbling because you can be very very good in a different discipline, uh, yeah. and uh, and be humbled by by softball. I mean, I certainly I haven't tried to play softball since I was. Very, very young, but, and I'm so good at so many other things. So I guess it only, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's only fair uh, that you're not good at one thing. That's right. So that's right. And some for the rest of us, Kim. Yeah. And I got to choose and I chose to be bad at celebrity softball. So, well, there you go. You know, um, yeah. that, was, that was nice of you. Yeah. Um. So the tweet that I saw was just saying that I, I just think the person who tweeted that is just a fan of Chloe Kim and was like, she's the I MVP. Uh, um, there is actually no MVP. Um, yeah, I was going to say. I, I see. Um, Got but it. I, I really appreciate this person on Twitter who really supports Chloe Kim because I also really support Chloe Kim as well. Um, I did cry. I did sob when she won her second gold medal in She's incredible. She's so amazing. Um, and then the draft. Let's talk about the draft. Yes. So the draft, um, very exciting with the third overall pick in the 2022 Major League Baseball draft. The Texas Rangers select Kumar Rocker. Um, Kumar is a former Vanderbilt Commodore. Um, he is a pitcher. Um, if his name sounds familiar, he was previously very, very valuable in the 2021 draft. Um, he was actually uh, the 10th pick overall by the Mets. Um, but then they looked at his medical and they balked at that and they did not end up signing him, which is like really shitty. Um, and uh, so he it was like a surprise uh, this year that he he ended up getting signed so high in the draft um, because he was not expected to. He wasn't one of the top like you know, one of the top selects um, that people thought was going to get get selected, but he did. Um, and he has signed his deal with the Rangers. So he's officially a Major League Baseball player now. Um, and uh, yeah, his dad is Tracy Rocker, who is a defensive line coach for the Eagles. Wow. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So he comes from like a fucking athletic family and he played for Vanderbilt, which also like famously has like like churns out baseball superstars um walker bueller is a uh, former vanderbilt commodore i believe um and uh, uh kumar is black and indian his grandparents are indian immigrants um so uh we're i, I i'm not sure uh what the stats are but is he like one of the first south asians in baseball hmm scott like in in like India and South Asia, it's like cricket, right? Which is not dissimilar, yeah. but it's not. We don't have like pro cricket here. Yeah, I'm not sure if any. There have been some in the minors for sure. In fact, they made a movie out of that. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know if What's any that? have ever cracked the major leagues. I could be totally wrong. Um, if you if you're listening, 
Yeah. I muted myself for some reason. Blind spot for us. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you know, please let us know. We will do more research on this. But we're very excited for Kumar. And what a cool name, Kumar Rocker. Yes. Yeah, that's super exciting. And of course, with the draft, with the all-star game, for the listeners who are just like, why do they keep talking about Shohei Otani? Where is he going to go? What's going on with all of that is because historically, when it comes to the all-star game, that means the trade deadline for teams who are trying to, you know, stack their rosters for the playoff season, the trade that deadline happens typically happens right after the oh my god i cannot talk today it traditionally You're happens too right flustered thinking about otani i know yeah yeah. yeah 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 i hate both of you quit this podcast <laughs> but um it, it typically happens right after the all-star game but actually the trade deadline is going to be in i think early august and what does this mean what does the draft the all-star game all this have have to do well shohei otani is going to become a free agent in 2023 is that actually and what does this mean for unrestricted free agent yeah yeah. unrestricted free agent he's under club control like through 2023 yes actually i'm gonna have scott explain exactly what is going on with shohei otani's um, free agency and this timeline that is going to determine if if the angels are going to trade him before august to a different organization. Yeah, it. I'm not a hundred percent clear on it myself because I, I guess his contract that he has ends this year, but he hasn't made the five-year ma- minimum of unrestricted free agency yet. So, club control means I guess they get first first dibs um, over what happens next year, but after that. There's like for for instance, if he weren't Otani and he was just an average player, he would want the Angels to sign him to a long-term, lucrative deal this year, which they could off they will offer him. Um, but he's probably just going to sign the one year. I would guess, and and then next year, the Angels have to trade him because if if they don't, he's just going to walk and they lose. Every, they, they don't they don't get anything so right now and, and naomi started talking about this three weeks ago and, and i was like wait just any, any minute now the blogs and the youtube channels are going to start doing this guessing game of where he's going to go so and it started um so that who has enough prospects and personnel um and what teams are you know we're going to want to make a push so what's going to happen is at the end at the trade deadline or even at the all-star break depending on the team someone's gonna call Perry Menez Perry Menezian and 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 make an offer say here's here's a bunch of pitchers and you know some hitters and you know here's our prospects uh, for Otani and they're gonna basically rent Otani for the end of the season to make a push for the playoffs or or to, to help them win in the playoffs but then he's gonna be an unrestricted free agent and that's where the big question lies Who's gonna Who's gonna win the Otani sweepstakes for the long term deal, and what the hell do you pay him, a guy who who's one of the elite hitters and elite pitchers? It's kind of like owning a priceless painting, where there's just one of this. Like, what the hell do you pay for this one of a kind thing? It's it's never been never been done. 
our friend Darren sent us a an, an interesting email. The the basic comp was uh, was his face. Juan Soto. Um, Juan Soto, who's being shopped around right now by the Nationals. Uh, he turned down a lot of money because he's a twenty three year old. Um, yeah. Superstar. Yeah, he's twenty. He's twenty three, and they put Juan, the freaking Nationals put Juan Soto in a real weird position because the yeah. the Nationals won the World Series and then had a fire sale and left yeah. poor Juan there by himself. Right, <laughs> and they were like, you know, it's definitely the vibe of like they're like, we'll build the rest of the organization around you, you know. But Juan is like, I'm fucking out of here. I'm not gonna get trapped uh, right. at this team. Yeah, that's obviously rebuilding after their World Series win. So, I mean, it, it is interesting to look at the Juan Soto situation. And I think this is really going to determine how the Angels are going to play this. And and the thing is, is that I, I have a feeling that the GM of the Angels, Perry, is going to, is going to, he wants to, he wants to rent Otani out. He, he wants, he's, this is, I think, year two of him GMing for, the angels, so he's he's looking to really kind of stake his claim and and to make his legacy and not make his legacy, but to establish himself as a GM because he's a fairly new GM. And but I think the owner of the angels, this is where it's going to be complicated because the right. owner of the angels is very involved. And I've been reading a lot of different you know articles from the LA Times from the. Um, Orange County Register, um, Registrar, whatever it's fucking called. And and they keep saying that they're not going to give up Otani, that they're going to hold on to Otani. They're, they're not even going to consider trading Otani. And that also could be just part of the messaging game, right, of, yeah, we're not going to give him up. You better entice us with such a package that we would have to give him up. But and you that's know. what the Nationals were saying about Juan Soto also. They were like, we're never going to trade this guy. And then he was like, I don't want this deal. And they were like, cool, he's on the trading, you yeah. know, give us yeah. a call, offer well, us something Well, if a guy can turn him. down a 15-year, $440 million deal, yeah. then he clearly doesn't want to be He just be doesn't there. want to play for that team. Like, yeah. I, like yeah. I, I can't remember what it was. It was like, there was such like a sad, like, I can't remember if it was like a picture or whatever, but the vibe for Juan Soto after all of his friends left the Nats was like, he just seemed real sad. He was really sad. And, and and when the Dodgers went into the postseason, he actually flew to LA to watch his buddy yeah. Trey Turner play. And they were just showing this picture of Juan Soto yeah. um, in the stand. The on deck yeah. And, 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 and it just looked like, you know, he, he misses his buddy. Like, and, and if you looked at like the yeah. footage from last year when Juan Soto was um, up against Shohei Otani in the home run derby in 2021 and Juan Soto like Schwarzer was there, Trey Turner was there, like everybody was there just like cheering Juan Soto on. And that was obviously before the trade deadline and, you know, the Nationals just emptied their clubhouse, too. So, you know, I, I think I think what Juan Soto has really shown is that. I don't think money is no longer enough to entice these players to yeah, make clearly. these contracts. No. And and I think for someone like Shohei Otani, who is who could have stayed at the Nippon League for an extra year and then would have been able to really make a yeah. lot of money. But this guy obviously wants to win. He wants to he, he wants to win a World Series and 
And and I think, you know, for for the trade deadline, it's it's really hard. It's really hard because I think it's going to be a front um, front office battle between the GM and the owner of the Angels organization. And but really, like the Angels got to let they got to let Otani go because, you know, they they got to rebuild somehow. And and Otani, he's just not it's just not working out. And and I wonder so in this hypothetical scenario, if Otani gets traded, rented out for the rest of the season, who do you th- who do you think is going to snatch him up? Oh, my God, that would be so insane. I don't think anybody will do that. It's like it would cost so much. It would cost you right. so many prospects and it would cost you so much money to just rent this man who would inevitably like unless. No, I don't think I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible. I don't I think anybody would do it. Yeah. I mean, there might be it. There's there's always that team that is famous for terrible deals like the angels the angels are like oh we'll rent you yeah the angels be like yeah we'll take him because i mean uh, oh sorry go ahead scott no go ahead ahead. i I was just gonna say it's not uh, otani is not dissimilar from what we saw speaking of the nationals um with max scherzer um last year the dodgers rented max scherzer uh at the all-star break uh to get them into the postseason and that was successful didn't even need him uh, but yeah, they made the push. They yeah, they they made the push for him, and they got him. They got Trey, um, and then Max went on. Um, and so the Dodgers have done this before as well. They've done it with you, Darvish. Um, you know, but I, I I think in my opinion, like the Dodgers are going to make a huge push to sign Otani. And I think that if I think that. Scott brought up a good point before we started the recording, which is that sometimes um, if you rent a player, you can kind of give them a taste of what it's like to to be a, a member of that team. I mean, they are a member of the team, albeit yeah. for a short amount of time. Um, but I like I think that the Dodgers are going to make such a push for him in the offseason um, to make a full trade and offer him like a decent a decent size contract um, like. 50 mil a year uh, is what I had been seeing that he will probably command um, in free agency. Um, I don't know how long the Dodgers would be right. able be willing to extend that contract for right. um, because he's like kind of at his prime right now. But I, right. I don't think that they would take him on as a rental because I think that for I think that that would diminish Shohei's likelihood to stay there um, long term. Yeah. And also, I, I honestly think the Angels would not give the Dodgers a fair rental deal because I think no the Dodgers, fucking way the, I think the Angels would just have so much apathy for the Dodgers to make to make that attempt um I what I what yeah, I fo- well if, if they have to pick up the, the rest of his con- it's a steal he's yeah. only making like eight million dollars so year. underpaid yeah so if you if all you have to do is pay his remaining salary for this year would come out to just a million and a half dollars. Yeah, for but, the nothing for but the it's nothing. You're going to have to give up a ton of players and personnel. Yeah, so. and and I also think like you know, there's going to be some personal feelings in, into it. So I I also think that the Dodgers will not win, it, even if they made the bid for a short term rental. They wouldn't even they wouldn't get it because I think there would be so much apathy coming from the Angels organization. What I find very interesting. You- sorry. 
Uh, oh, I just wanted to say, did you guys see this like uh, ESPN like proposed trade between the Dodgers and the Angels? It's like bonkers. It was no. like Dodgers receive Shohei Otani. This is John Ireland of ESPN Los Angeles. Dodgers receive Shohei Otani and the Angels receive shortstop Trey Turner, starting pitcher Julio Urias, starting pitcher Tony Gonsolin, starting pitcher Tyler Anderson, starting pitcher Dustin May. Out of your what fucking mind. F- absolutely yeah. not. All of those players would be like, we would rather quit fucking baseball. Oh, it's so funny. It's so oh my crazy. God. Just, just like I had to bring it up. Just, you know, the Dodgers ace, Gosselin. Okay, cool. Um, but what I what I find very interesting about this year is that the trade line is um is a little bit longer. So it's at August 2nd. So that means, you know, we have the all-star break right now. And then starting, I think, on the 23rd or 22nd uh, game start again. And I think what's going to be interesting is my hypothesis is that if there is going to be a short-term rental, I think it's going to really depend on how well the Yankees do for the first week after the all-star break. Because the Yankees are going into the all-star break hot. They They are so hot right now. They are... Uh, Jesus, like they like if the Yankees can keep this up, they're going to they're going to crush every other team and they're going to just win another World Series. Sorry, Dodgers fans. But but the Yankees are super hot. But if they go into a slump, I wonder, I wonder if they're going to try to make will. Yes. Um, I wonder if they go in a slump right away after the All-Star break. I wonder if they're going to try to do a. do a little short-term rental of Otani to try to reinvigorate the clubhouse um, as they attempt to, you know, win the AL East. And really the competition, when you look at the AL in terms of um, uh, just the postseason, it's really the AL East plus uh, plus the um, Houston Astros. Every other team is not really that competitive in, in the AL. Um, AL Central is not really competitive, neither is... Um, AL West, obviously, since the Angels are part of the AL West, it's really the AL East plus the Astros. So I wonder, I wonder if if the Yankees don't do well after the All Star break, if that means you know they're going to try and make a play. That's the only team I think who can make the play. I think I think the, it's going to be the Yankees for the short term rental. For the short term rental, that's my yeah. that's my uh, prediction. Yeah, I have a I have a a, a prediction. Okay. So, yeah, go. All right. So it's because we're talking about so much money and personnel, I think it's going to be a multi-team deal that ends mm. up happening where other teams get in on it and everyone, like a grouping of like four or five teams, get something out of this trade because it seems like too high a leverage deal to just have Otani go to one other team. Right, because you'd have to like offload all uh, so many people. Right. So I feel like this is going to be one of those multi-team, really confusing deals where you have to have a graph chart up to, to see who who's going to where and on what terms. It's going to take some serious calculus <laughs> to to figure this deal out. Well, you know, we were talking yeah. about baseball cards. It's like it's like the Angels are holding like a rookie Mickey Mantle card valued at you know a million dollars, and then they're trading baseball cards with people who have like brand new packs of cards that aren't really worth as much. <laughs> like what, who the hell has enough to, to get, to make that deal? And you know, no, no one, um, yeah, it's historic. No one, no one has ever had to make a deal for someone like Otani. It's just like, 
throw throw Batman in there and we'll start talking, you know, throw throw Superman in because we're in uncharted territory. We've never had to think about signing a player because when Otani came over, he was an unknown entity. We didn't know if he could hit or pitch in the majors. And, and he was down for the first himself. couple of years of his career. Right, he also. couldn't pitch. He, he hurt his arm. Um, uh, he seemed like he, he had potential, but yeah, you can't, you can't sign someone to a long-term deal based on potential unless you're the angels. The angels are the only team historically <laughs> that would take a gamble on someone like this. Um, Cause it always fails for the angels. <laughs> but you so. know what's sad? It's just it didn't. It didn't fail for the Angels. Yeah, it's with just, Otani, it's yeah. Like they're one. But but they also didn't have to pay anything for Otani. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Mo Vaughn, uh, uh, they gave this huge deal to, and I was watching the game, and, his, and he he fell into the dugout and broke his ankle, and then oh my at god, the game of the season, and that was it for the. For, they dumped so much money into him, and uh, and I can go on and on all the big free agent signings that they've. They've yeah. made most of them have not pa- panned out. I think yeah. that like trading Otani it creates the best future for the Angels because the Angels are struggling in so many areas. They have these two incredible players in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Mike yeah. Trout, yeah. for whatever reason, we don't know. Um, he has committed his career to the Angels. Um, and like, but if you have these two very, very, very strong players and everybody else is below average, you just like that. It doesn't balance out enough. You need more yeah. guys that are like and I'm sure that the the morale is very weird there, too. I'm sure that like psychologically the vibe is very weird, too, because you're like, well, shit, like I'm never going to be good enough to and I'm projecting maybe a bit here, but like <laughs> I'm sure that it's like, you know, it's hard to play with guys on that level. It's like you're playing JV baseball and like these two varsity guys are playing with you. And it's not like when guys go down to AAA for like a rehab stint, it's like they're your everyday teammates and you're just never going to be able to produce at the level um, collectively and individually to meet them where they are. Like it truly, you have to be a team like, the Dodgers or the Yankees that are like more of a sure thing. Even that, I mean, Shohei's not going to the Astros. God, I would never even say it, but like you need to be a team that has, uh, has a greater likelihood of consistent, uh, consistent postseason appearances in order yeah. to be able to meet the needs of these players. Because otherwise it makes the rest of your team look so much worse. Instead of the angels being like an average team, they look like a fucking dumpster fire because it's like, yeah, you're going up against Otani. You're going up against yeah. Mike Trout. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's and it's just like, would we be talking this much shit about the Angels organization if Otani and Trout weren't a part of the Angels organization, right? Because like no. you don't you don't hear us talking shit about the Detroit Tigers consistently. We're not talking shit about the. We're not like shitting on the D backs every yeah. week because they're not relevant. To yeah, what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, but but if we, but the thing is, is that like you know we in terms of in terms of the frustration that I think many people have when they're watching the Angels, especially knowing that Otani is a part of this organization, that Mike Trout signed his life over to this organization, which I was just like, youth, it was a mistake, man. You were young. You didn't get the right advice. Um, yeah, they made promises, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they build a team around you. Yeah, and it's like, no. Um, is the fact that 
like it's so frustrating to watch a once in a generation talent. And the thing is, is that, yeah, we keep comparing Otani to Babe Ruth. You know what? After this first half of this season, Otani has surpassed what Babe Ruth has done. It is like Babe Ruth, you can't say, is no longer the best two-way player in baseball history. That that he, he just didn't have longevity compared to Shohei Otani as a yeah. two-way player. It is Shohei Otani is the best two-way player in history. And the fact that like we keep shitting on all the other Angel players and it's frustrating because it's like Otani is so good and it's just like it's so sad to just watch this one player carry the entire franchise on his back because like when like earlier in this episode when we talked about how Otani right away in the bottom of the second provided his own run support um, for a game that he's pitching and and the thing is is that that's not like that's that's not great that this player has to provide himself this run support so early in the game not 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 because we don't want him to be a great two-way player not because he can't do it because we know we know the angels cannot do it without Otani like Otani kind of has to set the tone and and if you look at the angels past games who who is who was on the mound when the Angels won a game? Otani. Otani hey, was on. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was Otani, right? So it's it's just it's yeah. it's the last three wins, right? Yeah, we're, we're Otani o- on the mound, and that is a game yeah. every six days. Like that is every yeah. six days. Come right. on, and I and I'm, and I'm sh- oh sorry, go ahead. No, I I I just I just wanted to bring up to the point. It's just like we. It's such a waste of talent for everybody on that team. Even even the players who aren't producing, it's still a waste of talent because baseball is a mental game and everyone's mental game is off on that team. Like it's, you know, it's just baseball is not an individual sport. It it requires chemistry. It requires the perfect fit. Right. And it can't just be numbers. Because obviously, if Moneyball worked, then they would have won. Did the A's win? No. The A's would make it past the first round of playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Yeah. And Moneyball didn't work. And then, like, the Twins just, like, came in the postseason was like, heh, 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 and knocked them right out. Um, <laughs> you know, just plugging plugging my home team. But um, but we're going to give you that. Thank you. Thank you. So it's it is you know, baseball, this mental game and, and nobody is going to ever play their best. And that's why Otani and Trout need to leave. I Trout also needs to leave the organ. Like, I know he can't, but he's got to go too for the future of the angels. They, they have to leave. Yeah. It's not fair to the other players on the angels because they're not, they're, they're not, they're, they're not, it's so unbalanced and it's not fair because like, you know, it's not fair for us to be like the rest of the angels suck because they're, they're playing professional baseball. Like, uh, like objectively you don't suck at that level. Um, But comparatively it's so hard to, to, to see, you know, like uh, you would never look at double a and, you know, the major leagues and compare those players because they're not playing on the same level. And it's not fair, I don't think, to compare within this org- within this organization even because they're not playing on the same level. And that's not the fault of the other Angels players. And I think that's bad 
management from the top, from the front office, because you need to make it so that other players can find places to shine. You need to make it so that like all of your guys have an opportunity to excel, to succeed, to feel confident. And if they have to be trying to back up Shohei Otani, who's going to be like a first ballot Hall of Famer and probably get his own award named after him, like you're not playing the same game. It's just simply Mm -hmm. unfair. I feel so bad for them. Like I feel bad that like we like shit talk them because I'm sure they're all like fucking trying their best. But it's yeah. like you have like you, you have this players. Yeah, they have this big weight on them because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, you're not Shohei Otani. I'm sure it's like this eternal like feeling yeah. of being the well, little sibling, you know, like, oh, well, you're not your big brother. Yeah, that's not fair. It's like being one of Jesus's brothers or sisters. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Well, if you look at if you look at the can you make water into wine? Because if you look at the rest of the Angels lineup, like Stasi has a 203 batting average, Adele, two, 240, McKinnon, 189, Marsh, two, 225, Stefanik, 206, Velasquez, 171. That's kind of on par with almost every other team in the MLB, right? It's just that. <sighs> yeah, batting averages are not a big deal anymore. They're, yeah, they're not a big deal anymore. But in, but it's just, you, you know, you look at someone like Velasquez who's, who came in a short uh, shortstop because of um, Fletcher is currently Great shortstop. Yeah, Fletcher is um, in rehab right now due to an injury, and it's just like Velasquez is making amazing defensive plays, and he's just not producing as well on uh, at the plate. And the plate, yeah. and and it's just it's just sad because it's just like he's he's doing he's actually not doing that bad, but. It probably to him makes he probably feels like I am the fucking worst because I'm not I'm not producing runs and I I, I am getting these like great, great plays. And I know like in a couple of episodes before I, I talked about how I didn't really like about how they keep yo-yoing um, Joe Adele around. And, and it's just like it's you know, that that yo-yoing is also due to the fact that they have both Otani and Trout on their team and they're. I'm sure coaches are expecting the best. That's why you keep seeing people being sent up and sent down and sent up to sent down. Like their roster is constantly changing all the time and no consistency. Yeah. And and that's not great for the players too, because it's just like last year, Joe Adele actually did pretty, pretty well. And I, and they kept talking about his confidence and how like Phil Nevin, the current interim manager of the angels is reaching out to Joe Adele and being like, trying to make sure his mental game is up. But I'm like, Joe Adele's mental game is probably already fucked because of this yo-yoing and (laughs) this inconsistency that, that is going on. And it's just, this is sad because it's like, I don't even like the angels that much. God damn it. (laughs) We, we watch, we watch a lot of angels baseball for people who are not angels fans. That's how important Shohei is. If there were ever a measure, that's it. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah. like, Shohei and Mike Trout are, like, fucking up the curve, right? Like, yeah. we can't grade on a curve for the Angels because Shohei and Mike Trout are so high up yeah. there. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, it, 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 I think it'll also be interesting to see where Shohei goes Um for a longer term his next contract because it'll be interesting to see how his playing style does or does not change with a higher caliber team. Um, I'm interested to know what 
less interested to know like but I would be interested to know you know what's it like for him to play on the Yankees where he can be backed up by Giancarlo Stanton and he can be backed up by Aaron Judge um he can be backed up by you know our 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 other guy Higashioka you know Kyle Higashioka what would he be what would he be like on the Dodgers being backed up by Mookie and Freddie and like these other these other very strong guys um what would that be like? And just to put a little push for uh, Shohei getting traded to the Dodgers for a longer term deal. Scott and I were talking about this a little bit before the recording started. But um, so in the All-Star game, Clayton Kershaw is starting the All-Star game. Um, and uh, in the last like six All-Star games, the starting pitcher has always been the pitcher with the lowest ERA coming into the All-Star break. That year that this pitcher is Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin is not starting. Clayton Kershaw teammate on the Dodgers is starting. I wonder, this is Clayton Kershaw signed a one-year contract to stay with the Dodgers this one year. I promise this will get back to Asians in baseball. Clayton Kershaw, I wonder if people are like, this is his last year. This is his last year playing professional ball. I mean, he's been having a spectacular year. It really wouldn't surprise me if he was like, no, 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 I'm going to keep going. Um, but also, if this is his last year, that would perfectly set up the Dodgers to take on Otani. They would yes. have the space and they would have the need. Yes. So and I want and, and I wonder if Clayton Kershaw, you know, the way that he's playing this year, because he has almost pitched two perfect games, right? One in April at at Target Field against the Twins, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then and then <laughs> this past Friday at at Anaheim. Wow. It's it's interesting how Clayton Kershaw can just crush AL teams. Um, bad, not great AL. Oh, well, the Twins are OK, but anyway, sorry, I digress. <laughs> anyway. It's an ongoing saga for me, you guys. But I wonder if the way that Clayton Kershaw is pitching and I wonder if he if he would be OK to end this year just on such a high note. Like, does he want to be the kind of pitcher who's like Wainwright, who's pitching for the Cardinals and pitch into his 40s? And then, but then, you know, not not do that great like Wainwright is still pitching you know great for his age and for being a starter just in general he, you know he's part of the middle of the pack but I wonder if Clay Shaw is just like because he's already hall he's already a hall of famer like he's going for to sure. go and he's going to go on the hall of fame I wonder if he's kind of looking at this year as I'm gonna give it my all I'm gonna give it yeah. my absolute all and I want to end it on a banger like I want to because kind of like you were saying with T.O. Albert yeah and and Clayton got healthy and he he looks good. You know, they were talking a lot about how he's been exercising a lot and how he's his regimen and his consistency with his regimen. And because that would be nice if he kind of ended on a bang. Right. He ended on a bang. And I don't I don't think he's going to end it. I think yeah. he needs to get to at least 200 wins. You know, he's got a lot of milestones ahead of him. And also now that the, the, previously there was talks about uh, before he signed this one year uh, extension with the Dodgers or one year contract with the Dodgers, there was talks of him going to the Rangers because his right. offseason house is there and he is from, from that area in Texas. And now the Rangers are starting to like build, yeah. you know, yeah. build a good no, team. I would if I had to bet, I would bet the Rangers offer him like some crazy eight eight or nine year deal. God, eight or nine years going into his like year 50 season. Yeah, going into his, well, he's only like 34. I think he's 35. Yeah, yeah. 35. So, because he's, he's 2,700 strikeouts, so he's going to want to get to 3,000. He's 192 wins. He's, he's going to want to go over 200 wins. 
Um, and he's a, you know, he's a gamer. He wants, he'll probably want to pitch until he just really can't do it anymore. Knowing, until his arm is like hanging from, yeah. from the socket, just like, oh, just well, yeah. one more you see game. A lot of these, but know, even I mean, if he went yeah. to the Rangers, that would still clear up space for Shohei but to come exactly. in. I'm just to, saying. To your point, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's, it doesn't change the fact that that would clear up, you know, $30 million. Yeah. I mean, With I'm just trying to, salary. <laughs> I'm just trying to validate everyone's hypothetical situation in that maybe a retirement year who know you know the last year uh yeah i also support the and it is most likely he will go to the texas rangers um unless he like watched the whole freddie freeman debacle and was just like no i want to be a lifer but then also it's just like go to texas uh like Corey seager did because he didn't want to pay uh income tax um yeah <laughs> <laughs> but also it's a it's important a silly reason but also it's just like uh well you know he he is a he's from texas you know home matters that yeah home does matter yeah. a lot because and that's probably why... sorry go ahead probably consistency for his kids also because his kids are getting older now they're going to start going like if they haven't already they're going to start going to school and mm -hmm. i'm like you know they get they you know it's probably nicer for them to be able to go to the same school and see their dad and that kind of thing he seems like family is very important to him so. yeah very yeah. very yeah. family oriented um and then you know, once they can figure out it's it's really it comes down to two big things when it comes to the Dodgers. Right. It comes down to Clayton Kershaw and also comes down to the the debacle, the true debacle of Trevor Bauer. Oh, my God. I completely forgot yeah, about no. Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Thanks for reminding us. I'm sorry. But, okay, if, if oh we keep God. talking about this scenario of Otani signing his long-term deal to the Dodgers, these are the two biggest issues that are going to come up, right? It's going to be, where's Clayton You're Kershaw? So right. And then, also, what the hell is going on with Trevor Bauer? Because currently... Ooh. Currently, because the MLB he's got a lot of money, yeah, he he's tying up a lot of money, and yeah, like for folks who don't know, Trevor Bauer was this pitcher that the Dodgers acquired a couple years ago, and he's a very weird guy, and also a guy who has been um, accused of sexual misconduct and sexual assault, and has been investigated by, by multiple women, yeah, by multiple women, and. Um, and then while the city of Pasadena decided not to pursue um, the the DA of um, or L.A. or whatever, I'm not I'm not sure. But ultimately, the the state did not decide to pursue uh, criminal charges against Trevor Bauer for one of the incidents um, right before the MLB um made their public statement another woman came forward and notified the mlb uh the commissioner's office about another sexual assault that he and ultimately what happened is that the mlb suspended trevor bauer for at least over i think what was it like 200 300 games something like that so that would take him out for another year and a half and everybody thought like so this was I had conversations with both Kim and Scott separately because we didn't have the podcast yet. But both of all of us were in the same mindset, being like the Dodgers are might be off the hook in paying out Trevor Bauer's contract because he's now officially suspended from the MLB. But I heard that I mean I, it was announced that Trevor Bauer was going to appeal 
his um, suspension with the MLB. And we don't know if that means that the Dodgers are still on the hook for his remaining salary. But that still becomes another issue when it comes to, you know, the idea of Shohei Otani coming to the the L.A. Dodgers in a long term deal because you have you have Clayton Kershaw, who's now entering the second phase of his career, and then Trevor Bauer, who whose um, stupidity and fuckery is fucking up this whole equation for for Shohei. Yeah. Well, and all, not just for Shohei, but just for the Dodgers organization. Right. And, you know, thank God that Gosselin came out to be the ace that he was, right? Because because they... Yeah, and Anderson. And Anderson as well. Yeah. And, um, and Urias and... Walker even, Bueller will come back eventually. Walker yeah. Will come back. yeah. May will come back. And you had all these guys who kind of took the Dodgers, um, the Dodgers pitching uh, rotation through last year and then are taking them through this year. So that, you know, that also is another thing we have to consider is it's fucking Trevor Bauer, that that fucking guy. <laughs> but sorry to bring him yeah. up. But that's I mean, just another thing we no, have to consider. I, um, I think. I think it's a really good point, and I don't mean to laugh at me forgetting about Trevor Bauer to minimize um, his fuckery, uh, which is a very accurate word for his bullshit. Um, Someone who has been credibly accused of sexual assault does not belong um, on any professional uh, sports team, period. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know... uh, it, it, it does make this very complicated because he was paid so much money, so much money. And he's been continuing to be paid this whole time that like, you know, his his future is up in the air. So. And also, like, would Shohei be willing to go to a team? Would anybody be willing? I mean, it's the Dodgers, but also it's like if if for. I, I don't believe that 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 Trevor Bauer ever pitches another game for the Dodgers. Um, it's too bad of optics, uh, even with the amount of money yeah. that he has tied up. Uh, ha, uh, but you know, would it, it? It I I think it would also be a difficult decision to voluntarily go to a team where somebody has this terrible reputation. Yeah. And be that person's teammate because you know th- these guys really support each other out there, which I think is very important to uh, uh, being a winning team. Um, and you know, how yeah, would that and, affect it from a morals perspective? And it was announced like a few months ago that Dave Roberts got a contract extension to be the manager for the Dodgers. And Dave Roberts is very much a vibe guy. He's very much about the team chemistry, the vibe. Um, like he 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 likes. You know, Dave Roberts is a player's manager, and and even though he sometimes can make very frustrating calls for Dodgers fans <laughs> in the postseason, aka putting your starters as middle relievers, and and amongst other other decisions that that make Dodgers fans <laughs> go crazy, aka just you know watch Kim, watch baseball. <laughs> Truly, uh, my mind is exploding every moment. Yeah, um, part of part of the. Part of Dave's great managerial skills is team chemistry and making sure that that the guys really all support each other and and really and you can tell like you can tell the vibe is really good in the Dodgers clubhouse like you know I like watching Alberto just like be the greatest cheerleader on the bench and then even you know even Kershaw like calling out Freddie Freeman a little bit after the whole Braves crying on ESPN whatever 
press conference that Freddie did when they went back to Atlanta and and because I think for all of them vibe does really matter team chemistry really matters and you know does do you want to does anybody it's not just Shohei Otani want to play with a guy who has had multiple accusations of sexual assault like has and and credible they're credible and they've been investigated and yeah, I, I wouldn't want to play with that guy. I would, I would look at that guy and be like, mm, can I can I hit him with my bat? Or is that <laughs> is that wrong? Oh man, this this I knew a part of me like went into this conversation being like, be brief, Naomi, be be brief. But this whole section, and I knew that we wouldn't be brief. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kim called it. I called it. I was like, people can listen to it on double speed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's just uh, there's uh, I, I I'll say this every episode for the rest of time, but there's simply too much to talk about with Asians of baseball. And I'm very grateful for that, and I feel very grateful for all the little kids right now that are you know starting to take interest in baseball, starting to take interest in any sport. As we talked about last week with the Asians in the NBA and the WNBA, like. It's so important to be able to see people who look like you or who have the same kind of experience that you might have or have the same last name as you, first name as you, first name as your aunt, whatever it is. Like, that's so important. And I'm hopeful that as time goes on, we will just see more and more Asians in baseball, um, more and more Asians in the NBA, WNBA, uh, in the NFL, like Younghae and... Uh, you know, all of these other spaces. So I'm glad that the, the episodes are that we have so much to talk about, because that means that we as Asian people are fucking succeeding. And I love to see it. I love to see it. Indeed. Well, I think, Kim, you right, before we go, call, call your shot for the home run derby starts in an hour from now. Oh, shit. I don't even know who's in it. So. OK, so. Um, I think it's going to be Pete Alonso, but I, I, you know, that's a safe bet. Yeah, that's a safe bet. Would love it if it was Albert Pujols, though. That would be tight. Yeah. I'm going to go Soto. Mm, nice, nice, nice. You know, I I have like four different brackets. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, who did you wow. put your money on? So though? you picked you pick you have one bracket with like everybody <laughs> winning, so you can't be wrong. No, no, because a like a couple of sleepers, J Rod, he has a good swing. I mean, all uh, these guys are good. Yeah, so I don't think Seager's gonna hit very many, honestly. <laughs> you don't I, think who's gonna hit very the, many? He doesn't have the right swing. I don't think that's what watch he'll win now, but I just You just I, jinx it. I I too also think Juan Soto is going to win, um, but I also want, like, I just want Albert Pujols to win. I want him to win. Yeah. He deserves to win. I want him to win. He deserves I, it. He's our emotional pick, but yeah, Schwarber could could do it too. He's got that uppercut swing. So I just all right. So all right. Who do you, okay? And then before we go, predictions on who's going to win. The All Star Game, NL or AL? Oh, AL. AL. <laughs> AL always wins. Yeah, AL always wins. So, I guess the safe bets. <laughs> well, I'm going NL. You know what's going to be interesting? You know how, like, I know I can't stop. You really briefly, Kim mentioned about like what would it look like if Otani actually had real protection in the lineup? Guess who's batting after him tomorrow? Judge. 
So nice. So we're going to see what is it going to look like? Because, you know, Clayton Kershaw, he pitched to Otani knowing that Trout was out of the game and there was no protection really for him in front of him or behind him. So tomorrow, Otani actually has some real protection. So it'll be interesting to see what that That's a great point. Yeah. Anyway. I'll stop. Well, we'll, I'm sure we'll have the full scoop for you all next week in another uh, epic six-hour episode of Asians in Baseball. (laughs) Um, So, you know, uh, let us know if you hear about anything else um, about Asians in Baseball. And in the meantime, we'll be watching the All-Star Game, and we will see you next week for another very full episode of Asians in Baseball. Thanks for tuning in to Asians in Baseball. Connect with us on Instagram at Asians in Baseball, on Twitter at AZNs in Baseball, email us at Asiansinbaseball at gmail.com, or drop us an audio message on Anchor. Thanks. <laughs>